Hey guys, welcome to One Purpose Church. Yeah, here we believe that we are a group of imperfect people radically committed to loving others and leading them to Jesus. We are so excited that you decided to join us on the podcast today. Feel free to tune in each week for awesome messages by Pastor Chad. Let's jump right in. My name is Pastor Chad Swearing, and on behalf of One Purpose Church, man, we are so glad and in many cases honored that you guys have decided to be here and be a part of this service today, especially you veterans. And uh, if you haven't figured it out yet, this church... We believe in our military, amen, and so that's, that's a good thing. And the Bible speaks a lot about the fact that it's, it's very wise to have a strong military. Always has been, and I believe it, it always will be. And so every time we get the opportunity here as a church to, to honor our veterans, whether they're active, whether they're, uh, they've given the ultimate sacrifice their lives on Memorial Day or on Veterans Day, those who have already uh, served their time, we're going to... We're going to honor those guys. There's a, there's a good, all throughout Scripture, there's been seasons and times where God's people have, have served God, and they've had a strong military, and they've, they've did their part, and then there's other seasons where the nations would turn their back on God, even our God's people, the Israelites, and, and because of that, God lifted his hand of protection on them. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verses 11 through 15 um, speaks to this. There's a king by the name of Uzziah. And he had, the Bible says, a well-trained army, ready to go out by divisions according to their numbers, as mustered by Geo, uh, the secretary, and Messiah, the officer under the direction of Hananiah, one of the royal officials. It says the total number of family leaders, these are the, the captains, the people in charge, over the fighting men was 2,600 people. And I, I love the Bible because it goes into very much detail. It tells exactly how many commanders and chiefs there were and leaders, if you will. And under their command, there was an army of 307,500 men who the Bible says were trained for war. They were trained for war. This is a good thing. A powerful force, the Bible says, to support, what's the purpose? To support the king, and I'll add his people, his kingdom, his nation, if you will, against their enemies. Against their enemies. Uzziah, he provided shield and spears and helmets and coats of armor and bows and sleek stones for the entire army, which we see a parallel. You know, these, these guys were provided everything they needed when it comes to, to uh, going to battle, right? And of course, our, our, guy, our men and women, when they sign up, they get their fatigues and they get their, their weapon and they get, you know, not shields and spears, but, 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 if you will, aircraft or, or helicopters or whatever it takes to defend us as a nation. It says um, in Jerusalem, which I think it's interesting, we've always been talking about Jerusalem. Even today, there's an attack against uh, Israel in Jerusalem uh, from Hamas right now. But those are God's chosen people, and God's going to protect those people. But in Jerusalem, he made devices and invented for use on the towers and on the corner defenses so that the soldiers could shoot arrows and hurl large stones from the wall. Now, that for us seems primitive. I get that. We're, we're in a little different season right now. But in those days, that was innovative. He was coming up with things that nobody was coming up with. And the Bible says his fame spread far and wide. Everybody knew about King Uzziah. They knew that you don't mess with this guy because he had an army that was going to be able to defend their people, right? And uh, not only did his fame spread far and wide, but he was greatly helped. I believe we've got that up there. He was greatly helped. And we know he was helped by who? By God. He was greatly helped by God until he become powerful. 
We're going to come back to until he can become powerful in just a minute. But if you, if you read the whole story, we know that in King Uzziah's younger years, when he was, really, when he was 16, if you read the whole, the whole scripture, he became a king. He became king of, of all that, that nation, of all that area. Who here at the age of 16 thinks they could have handled a whole kingdom and the responsibilities that come with that? That blows my mind. But you know what? He did a good job. And it says, 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verse 4 and 5, in Uzziah's younger years, the Bible says he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father had done. So we have generations of people serving God and and it says in verse 5 he sought God during the days of Zechariah who instructed him in fear in the fear of God as long as he sought the Lord key in on this verse guys as long as he sought the Lord what does it say after that God gave him what success and can I tell you the key to success whether it be in your family, whether it be in your personal life, whether it be in us as a nation in the United States, or whether it be in King Uzziah's day, the key to success is having our priorities right. Making sure that, like it says what Uzziah did, that we do things right in the eyes of the Lord. We, we seek God first. We seek the Lord. But something happened. King Uzziah had everything right. He started off on the right foot. He was serving God. He was going to the priest. He was getting good counsel. He was doing everything right. And then the Bible says that all ceased when he became powerful. Can I tell you, when we become powerful and we get a big head, if you will, sometimes we get a little bit too big for our britches. You ever, you ever have your kids get a little too big for their britches? I know when I was a younger person, I, I sometimes would be a little too big for my britches, and somebody would have to put me in my place. In 2 Chronicles 26, verse 16, it goes on to talk about Uzziah. It says, but after Uzziah became powerful, the Bible says his pride led to his downfall. You ever heard of the phrase, pride comes before a fall? Right there's where it's from. Pride comes before his fall, and his pride led to his his downfall. And what happened was, the Bible says he was unfaithful to the Lord, his God. And and really what happened was, he decided that there was nobody going to tell him how to do anything. Even the priests, and the the priests had special responsibilities, and, and he just stormed right past the priest, and he entered into the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense himself. And can I tell you, that was a no no. That was a position only supposed to be taken for the priests. And the priests were begging him, please, king, don't, don't go in there. You, this isn't for you to do. Let us do this for you. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. He storms in there. He begins to do his own incense on the altar. And bam, the Lord struck him with leprosy. And we don't have all that up on the screen for time-wise. But God struck him because he was unfaithful. And everybody looks at him like, oh, my goodness. Because leprosy was a death sentence in those those days as a matter of fact they hurried him out of the temple he was never cured of leprosy he was exiled from his own kingdom he couldn't even be in with his with his family with his own palace because when you had leprosy man they they ostracized you well they they put you in a different place and he died of it and so he we see that becoming powerful and prideful can lead to a dangerous situation and i think that's certainly the case with with all of us in here today Man, when our head gets too big and we become powerful, we become prideful. And here's the thing. I say all that to say we can never lose sight, never lose sight of what is important. And that thing that's important is God. 
when we become too big for our britches, too prideful as a nation even, and I'm speaking for us here in the United States, God's blessings begin to, to cease. It ceased for Uzziah. It always has for every nation that turned their backs on God. And for me, I'm just going to tell you, I see some parallels, some likenesses to King Uzziah and his kingdom and how he started out and really are United States and our nation and where we started out. I don't know if everybody realizes this, but, but our founding fathers, when they were pinning our Declaration of Independence and our, and our Constitution, if you will, they knew Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They knew God. Those guys were Christians, believe it or not, most of them. You can, you can, you can look up the documents. And, and in the Declaration of Independence, which is really, it's, there are principles on which our government and our identity as Americans are based. That's what the, the Declaration of Independence is. It says this, all men are created, does anybody know what comes next? All men are created what? Equal. We're, we're all equal. And it goes on to say that they are endowed by their creator. Of course, we know who our creator is. God. They're endowed by God. Brother Joe just preached on that a couple weeks ago. We were created in the image of God. That's God. And, and our, our forefathers penned this in writing. They knew God with certain unalienable rights. Really an unalienable. That's a big word, but it means a right that cannot be taken away. So God gave us these rights that can't be taken away, and they recognize them as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We, we have that. That is ours. That's at our disposal, and that's given by God. And the nations that prospered were always the one who sought after God and put him first. But the, the nations that fell, can I tell you, they turned their back on God. And, and we used to understand that, really. And I'm not saying in, in general that everybody doesn't still believe in God, but there's a lot of people, we used to understand that our creator gave us the right to life. We used to understand that. We used to understand that, that liberty and the pursuit of happiness, that is from God. And can I tell you, we need to get back to that. At some point in time in history, years and years ago, people said, well, you know what? We don't need God in our military anymore. We don't need God in our schools anymore. We don't need God in our courthouses or in the White House anymore. We need, to, we need to wipe him off the face of everything. And we're just, we're shoving God out of everything, it seems like. Now, I'm not saying everybody. Don't get, this is a general, okay? There's a lot of good people out there that are still sticking up for what's right. But the moment that you begin to, to pull back and don't have God as your foundation anymore, for years, I don't know if you've felt this, but for years, to me, it has felt like God's hand of protection has been on the U.S., and I think it's because of who we were founded on. That was God. But the moment that we turn our backs on God, can I tell you, it feels like, and maybe it's just me, it feels like that hand of protection begins to, to come off. Well, you don't want me? You know, God's a perfect gentleman. Can I tell you that? He's not going to force his, he's not going to force you to do anything. He's not going to force our nation to do anything. He's not going to force any one of us to do anything. And so it's, it's easy to get complacent. It's easy to, to waste time on, on things that don't matter and believe nonsense. But I've entitled the message today, Don't Waste That Which Has Been Given For You. Don't waste that which is given for you. Have you ever thought of how much has been given for you? you, ever, you ever, just think about that for just a second. I mean, we're busy, we're going, we're moving, we're doing. We got practices, we got ball games, and we got this and we got birthday parties and we got dentist appointments and changing oil sometimes we got to slow down and think man i 
I've been given a lot. All of us are blessed beyond measure. You ever thought about what sacrifices were made in order for you and me to be able to even be able to come to this church and, and worship freely this morning? You see, that didn't happen by accident. Our freedoms didn't just happen. Someone had to fight for that freedom. And that's the reason that we celebrate, and that's the reason we honor all of you veterans today, because without you, we wouldn't have this freedom. That's true. That's worthy of, yeah. And a shout-out goes out to every single one of you veterans out there, because we wouldn't be here if it weren't. We might be Germans today. Can I, can I tell you that? That's the truth. I'm just, I'm just shooting straight with you guys. And so, so I'm going to turn a little page here, if you will, but, but I was watching just on Friday in preparation for this service here. I'm watching, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got a scratchy throat, and I'm just going to warn you guys at the end, I'm not going to go to the back and, and tell anybody bye, because I don't want to get anybody sick. I've had this scratchy throat for a little bit, so my apologies. But I was watching the movie Saving Private Ryan. Anybody seen the movie? Be honest, yeah. I, I, yeah, so a lot of us have. Um, I thought it was a great movie. I, I love it, and it's loosely based, because I know Hollywood loves to add an interject and stuff, but it's loosely based on, on the real story of four real-life brothers uh, from this family called the Nyland family. And, and if you'll allow me to, I'd like to give you a rundown on just the movie. Some of us haven't seen it. Maybe you haven't seen it in a while. So what happened was there was four brothers, and some of us know this, but they, they all went off to war. They went in different directions. And three of the four brothers were, were killed in action. And you can just imagine, and some of you military guys can, can understand this a little bit better, and some of you mothers and fathers of someone who went off to the military maybe can understand what this felt like. But that poor mother was to get the death certificates of four of her sons all on the same day. And, of course, in the movie, she collapses. It's just this, and anybody would. You know, if you, if you get news that four of your, four of your, three of your four sons, my apologies, three have lost their lives, that's, that's a sacrifice that moms and dads even make. And I love, I didn't realize in the, in the folding of that, that it, it actually recognizes our mothers and our fathers, what was it, fold nine and ten, I believe it was, who, who have maybe given the, the ultimate sacrifice of their, their own children. And that's, that's a big sacrifice. But mom collapses, and, and so what happens was there's one left, they, they, they put together this rescue mission to, to, was organized to go find the last of these brothers. James Francis Ryan was, was his name in the movie. And, and they're, they're these guys, and of course, James Francis Ryan, Private Ryan, was played uh, by the actor Matt Damon. Most of us know that guy in the movie. And then there's a Captain Miller played by uh, Tom Hanks. Of course, famous, big famous actor there too. And Tom Hanks, Captain Miller, he leads this elite team of eight people. They set out to go find Private Ryan in this enemy territory. It's like finding a needle in a haystack. Only they said in the movie, a needle in a needle stack. I mean, just it's just almost an impossible thing. But through this long, painful journey, they finally do find Private Ryan. And of course, the first thing they do is they tell him that, "Hey, Private Ryan, your your brothers are dead. Which ones? They're all dead." And of course, you just see him. He you want to break down and you want to see an emotional thing, watch a military guy break down and cry. And he's crying and he just, he doesn't understand. But they said, we've got good news for you. You're, you're going home though. Of course, Private Ryan, he was, he's been with these guys. They're, they're charged to take and make sure that nobody gets control of this big bridge. And it was, a, it, was a, it was a main flow of travel and he was supposed to be guarding this bridge. And he says, no, I'm not going home. You don't understand. I, 
I, I, the only brothers I got left are right here. I'm staying. What am I supposed to tell your mom? Tell your mom, tell my mom that, that I'm with the only brothers I've got left, and I think she'll understand. I'm not going home. And of course, reluctantly, Captain Miller, he says, okay, um, we'll just we'll stay and help guard the bridge, you know. And so I know I'm, I'm running this out a little bit, but just roll with me. And so what happens was that brings us to the climat, climax of the, of the movie, right? And the Germans, they come in. They're out. The Americans are outnumbered, you know, five or ten to one. And they're, they're, they're having to retreat. They're falling back, and the, the Germans are taking over. They've got big tanks coming. Captain Miller, who's Tom Hanks, he's still trying to protect Private Ryan at this point in time. But, but they're, losing, they're losing ground. And, and by this time... Captain Miller, Tom Hanks, has grown fond of Private Ryan. He's, he's beginning to like him, but all these bullets are flying everywhere. The tank's coming over the bridge. It's the very end, and, and it's just this awesome scene, right? And, and all of a sudden, it, of course, Captain Miller, he gets shot in the chest. Just bam, right through his chest. He's, he's done. He takes a fatal. And then right about that time, the Americans fly in, and they bomb, and they, they take out the tank, and they, they, they um, take over. So now the Americans are winning, but... Captain Miller's dying sitting on this bridge. It's just this mad, dramatic scene. I want to show it real quick. It just, I can't do it justice. Let me, just two minutes long, hang in there, and then I'll come back. Sir, P-51s. Angels on our shoulders. What, sir? James. Ernest. I've never been in war, and I thank God that I've never been in war. I, can't on, I can only imagine <clears throat> losing your best friend, losing your captain, losing your son, your daughter. But I showed that movie to get to this point right here. Did you hear what Captain Miller said to Private Ryan? He said, earn this. Earn it. And when I hear him saying that, what I hear him saying is, don't waste that which has been given to you. Don't waste that which has been given for you. Don't waste your life and all these sacrifices that were given for you, chasing after things that don't matter. Private Ryan, don't, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't, make sure that you do something with your life. Can I tell you, those same principles, I believe, apply to all of us in here today. 
There's a lot of things that we do, and we sweat the small stuff, and, and, and we make sure that everything's in line, and we get caught up in all the stuff that really don't matter. We get to chasing after things that, in the big scheme of things, they don't matter. The Bible says we're only here for just a moment. Just We're like a, a vapor, and then we're gone. A hundred years max, maybe, or less. It's not very long, considering how long e- eternity is and so i just want to say that don't don't sweat the small stuff these men gave their lives as a sacrifice didn't they all those men for private ryan to to, to save him and may you you might not realize it but but god also gave an enormous sacrifice to save us at the beginning this was read but i want to i want to echo what we've already read john 15 13 says this Greater love has no one than this, that someone would lay down his life for his friends. And man, that, that impresses me to no end. Our military, and Joe mentioned this in one of his talks earlier, our military men and women, when they sign up for the military, whatever branch, they're, they're, they're to take an oath. Is it called an oath, Joe, the saying? They are to take an oath, and they, they interject their name at the beginning. I their name, and they say, do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to, to the same, and that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the orders of the officers appointed over me according to the regulations of the Uniform Code of the Military Justice. And they finish out by saying, so help me God. Every single one of our militaries recognizes that, you know what? We need help. Where does our help come from? The Bible says our help comes from the Lord. Our help comes from from God. And every single one of our military guys said that when they started. You see, God calls all of your, our military, willingness to lay down their lives. What he calls that is love. Greater love has no man than this, than anyone who would be willing to lay down their lives, especially if you're doing it for your friends. But can I tell you, here's the most ironic and crazy thing, and I'm going to ask my worship team to, actually, no, I'm going to ask us to, to, we usually have a worship team. Today's a whole different thing, and I do want to invite everybody back, by the way. I, I hate to throw this commercial, if you will, in there. We, 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 we meet every Sunday, 10 o'clock, and um, usually we have a praise and worship band, but, but we'll go ahead and, and play our closing song here, but God did something absolutely amazing that, that we sometimes, well, you want to know the most amazing thing that's, that's, that's ever been given? And I'll say certainly freedom is towards the top of that list. We thank our veterans. I keep looking to the right because our guys are in uniform here, but you're sprinkled everywhere. The most amazing thing isn't freedom, even though that's awesome, and we thank our military for that. The most amazing thing that was ever given, can I tell you, was life life we were all given life you you wouldn't be here if you weren't given a life you weren't given that life and god gave his son jesus the bible says to come to the earth this is that sacrifice that god made to come to the earth to be born of a virgin live a sinless life he died on a cross the bible says to take away our sins and on the third day man he rose again to offer each one of us new life New life, the Bible calls it. A a chance to live in heaven forever and eternity. 
And really, all we've got to do as, 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 as Christians, as people, really, you don't, not a, when you first give your life to the Lord, you're not a Christian. But when we, we first, this is how this works. We give, we believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior. The Bible says in John 3, 16, the bottom part, whoever believes in him, Jesus, will never perish, the Bible says, but have eternal life. We'll go ahead and bring the, the lights down. Earlier when, when I was here, I said, someone had to fight for your freedoms here on this earth. And that's true. And, and my, my hat goes off to every single one. And I will be forever grateful for every single one of you veterans. And that's true. And I'm, I'm grateful. Those freedoms were fought for us. But I didn't say someone also had to fight for your eternal freedom. Someone had to fight to figure out whether you get to go to heaven and offer us the ability to get to go to heaven, or we can choose hell. That's, that's our choice. Right? And so the Bible says if we believe in Jesus and we receive him as our Lord and as our Savior, man, we, we can be saved. And we can have new life and live for the Lord. And I, I hope, and there's going to be an opportunity. These, this becomes an altar here, if you will. This is a place where if anybody needs prayer, can I tell you, you're welcome to come up. We'll pray for you. I, I get it. Nobody wants to read that first. But, man, if you need prayer for anything, man, we'd love to pray for you. Saving Private Ryan, can I tell you, while that was a, a noble mission, was, was about saving one man. God sent his son to save all of mankind. All of us. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, if you want to follow along with us on this journey and hear the weekly messages from each Sunday, the best way to do that would be to just hit that subscribe button and you'll get that notification each week. So we're looking forward to having you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.